HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Heritage Radio Network on tour, broadcasting live from Feast Portland. I am Eli Cairo of Olympia Provisions. And before we kick things off, we'd like to thank Travel Portland, uh, Stream PDX, and Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage of Feast possible. Right now, I'm joined by, joined by Monique Sue of Castagna Restaurant and OK Omens um, here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Uh, my quick introduction to her is, uh, I think she is, um, uh, like one of the founders and one of the most beautiful women in all of Portland that has represented food more than anybody I've ever met. I have often said when I grow up and finally can become a chef and cook, really, I'm going to cook a lot more like Monique Sue and her husband, Kevin Gibson. <laughs> uh, when I moved to Portland, Oregon, um, from my Swiss apprenticeship, she took me in and gave me a job and, uh, Real quick, I would just like to ask Monique Sue, uh, what'd you do when you moved to Portland, Oregon? I came here to go to Reed College, uh-huh. and I stayed. Yeah? Yeah. And so, why did you, like, why, w- what was your first restaurant, and why did you do it? <laughs> My first actual uh, food business yeah. was a little pastry business at Reed College, serving pastries to... Uh, for campus events. Wow, really? And uh, I had been in France for a year uh-huh. um, before I came to read and really got my eyes opened in terms of how people eat and uh-huh. how they shop and, you know, just how food is a part of their life. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I immediately thought I was going to be in food, but I certainly was enchanted by food. Very fascinating. What year is this? Uh, 1970. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And the pastry shop was received well? Well, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it's college. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You make croissants? No. You know, strawberry tarts, simple stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then you opened up a a small restaurant that people may or may not know of, but uh, it definitely was, I'd say, every one of the chefs that are known here from Portland have been part of it, the older crew called Zephro. Right. What year was that, and how was that all about That was 1990. Uh Um, I had been working as an artist for a few years Mm -hmm. and got kind of lonely and wanted to do something creative but with other people. So I started working at a catering company and I met my partners, Mm -hmm. um, Bruce, uh, Carrie, and Chris Israel. They had moved up from the Bay Area Mm -hmm. and they were working at the catering company and that's how we 
got together and started Zephyro. Can I give you a little backstory about all the cooks who came through that kitchen real quick? That's it. So Andy Ricker, uh-huh. right? Uh, myself. Well, not, no, excuse yeah. me. I'm Castani. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, who else? Who was, uh, who was Kevin. There? Kevin Gibson. There's others, but Bruce I Bruce Carey, think. Chris Israel. Uh, yeah. Those were your partners, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what was that? Nin- what, what year was it? 1990, did we say? 1990. Yeah. And how was Portland there for food at that time? Um... Portland, it was kind of a steakhouse, pancake house kind of place, and um, not very much creative food, Mm -hmm. and sort of the wine industry was just getting started. There were beautiful fruits and vegetables, but not really that available, so it felt like there was all this agricultural beauty, Mm -hmm. and people weren't really using it in a a very creative way or... Or using it at all. I mean, the the restaurants were pretty standard stuff back mm-hmm. then. Is there a restaurant that's still open that was open during that time here in Portland, like Zephro? And then is there like the Zephro's? Well, know. there's Ringside. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it was it more was, the you know yeah, that yeah. era. But yeah. yeah, crazy. It's amazing. Wolf's. So, What's that? Wilf's Where's at, that the, at? at the train station. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? Yeah, the yeah. piano bar? <laughs> yeah. Is that where you guys would go eat, like, after shift drinks? And <laughs> <laughs> no, we went, we'd just go to some bar. Yeah. yeah. Yours, I hope. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So the uh, the farmer's markets at Portland at that time, what there were There were like? none. Oh, are you kidding me? Um, the first farmer's market, Portland farmer's market, started in 92. Wow. Um, there were a few people like Lars oh, from are you kidding fruit, me? fruit delivered to Zephyro. Lars is uh, one of the most amazing foragers that this yeah. planet has. And uh, he d- delivers the most hand-picked mushrooms right. in the Northwest to all of our restaurants. Yeah, but there were there were no farmer's markets. Uh, wow. People's Co-op was there. Oh, my God, really? That was started by some Reedies back <laughs> in the course. day. And so you could find some interesting things there. Uh-huh. And Food Front started around then. Wow. But uh, the first farmer's market was down at Albers Mill parking lot. I don't even know where that's at. Um, by the Broadway Bridge on NATO, mm-hmm. there's a, that old mill that's right oh, by the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, in okay. that parking lot. And okay. there were like 13 vendors. <laughs> wow. And it was, you know, and it so was exciting yeah. that there was a farmer's market. Yeah, I, you know, why, why I find that so fascinating right now is like all, all these people, me included, that have restaurants here in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. We take it so for granted that we could just call up a number of farmers and get these amazing produce. So when you guys started to get produce like that, you had to go there and dig them up. There were a few people growing, you know, interesting greens. Mm-hmm. And there were some great berry farmers and, you know, good peaches. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you had to kind of go get them more mm-hmm. than they came to you. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. Uh, uh, I just think that we should be very thankful that you guys, that all of us cooks that are now operating yeah. in Portland, Oregon, have people like you that actually paved the way and like found all these farmers and produced yeah. livelihoods for them because we use them and everybody comes to Portland right. to enjoy these things without you guys like leading the way and making this yeah. happen. So, well, thank you, Monique. Well, <laughs> I was I was on the board, but only for a year. And the people that founded the Portland Farmers Market, I think, were amazing because they decided to really only be food Mm -hmm. and all the there was beaverton opened up around then and there was a saturday market and there was a lot of pressure to have crafts and Mm -hmm. you know all these other things and they were really strict 
and mm-hmm. kept it only food and only, you know, most of everything sold at the stand had to be produced by that farmer. And yep. I think that really uh, set the character and the tone for what they were able to become. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know if any, if anybody's out there listening, but if you haven't been to the Portland Farmer's Market downtown, you have to. It's the reason I moved back to America. Uh, from my Swiss apprenticeship, my sister took me instantly downtown, down there, and I was walking around, and I was eating, like, rogue blue cheese yeah. and mosh and smoked uh-huh. fish, and I was like, this place is nuts. I'm coming here. Yeah. And they need a salami producer, so <laughs> <laughs> I came here for that. Um in the 20 years that you've been operating restaurants, is that right? 20 some oh, years now? 20 some, yeah. Oh, unreal. In Portland, what would you say the biggest change has been? Like the food scene, just curious. Like, if you, like what, what, what's the biggest difference from when Zephro opened 90? I guess the biggest is kind of what we've been talking about, the availability oh, yeah. of uh, product mm-hmm. and the variety of the product and the quality of the product is, you know, amazingly different. And... I guess that you look at so many restaurants and the the quality of the produce they're using mm-hmm. is so amazing and it just wasn't available back then. Yeah, I know. So, it's nuts. Yeah. I remember, I can remember when Kevin and you brought in like the first Padrones. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yeah, and it was yeah. like, oh my God, these things are these little sweet peppers we can saute and char and we yeah. can just put salt on them. And now you can get them like 40 different thousand ways in every single restaurant right, in Portland. Right. But we uh-huh. were like, oh, yeah. 2007, we were like so excited that we had these little Spanish peppers. But yeah, yeah so now you go, there's everything. It's kind of phenomenal. Yeah. Do you like the Portland food scene right now? Be honest. Um, I think everyone could try harder oh wow i i think there's wonderful product i love the energy of it Mm -hmm. i love the excitement of it i get sad because i don't think we push ourselves hard enough or push the cooks hard enough in terms of their skills Mm -hmm. and i think we could respect what we have here more you know to see you know beautiful little greens at some places and they're just not treated the way they should be treated Mm -hmm. so i think it's very youthful and it's very fun but i think there are places that are expecting a lot of their cooks like coquine i think Mm -hmm. makes amazing food agree with you more than anything and uh but i think on as a whole i think that's what we could do i agree yeah, I told you when I grew up, I'm going to cook like Monique. No, that's exactly <laughs> why. Like, she just has, they have such a respect for what they do. Also, uh, Kevin Gibson at Davenport, right? Yeah. We have to say, go, if you come to Portland, please go eat his food. He is amazing. Yeah. Um, that's phenomenal. Also on that, too, let's, so, uh, um, what do you think about the artisans, like myself? Like, the, how, how, how are we doing? How are we producing products? Like, do you appreciate oh, what we're making? Oh, amazingly. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, when I think back to one of the things that was so exciting about being in France mm-hmm. is that you would go to these markets and you'd, you know, stop and talk to some guy and he'd give you a piece of salami mm-hmm. and, you know, tell you how he made it. And it was that guy that made that salami mm-hmm. and it was delicious. And the same with the cheese. Mm-hmm. Makers, and I think it's really exciting that that's happening now. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree with you. And the the beer and the wine and the yeah. the movement of doing that responsibly oh, and where yeah. we've came in the last like ten years has been pretty pretty fun. That's so good to hear. I think that maybe the most fun thing about um, you're hearing that. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> is that there's so many stories now mm-hmm. of individual people that have you know gotten the bug to do something with food 
and they're doing it. And uh, so that part is exciting. And that also makes the Portland Farmer's Market exciting because there's so many people, you know, making kimchi or noodles or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's not, it's, it's nuts in Portland, the amount of people that come here. Why yeah. do you think that is? Why do you think Port, why did, why, how did we harness this group of people that are all like, why did, why did Dwayne Sorensen start Stumptown here? You know, like why? Well, I think part of it is that up until recently, it's a pretty comfortable, easy place to live. Yep. You know what I mean? You could have a good life and you, Rents were inexpensive. You could find a warehouse space. You could, Not you know, pull permits and build restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even you could open a restaurant yeah. and afford it. Yeah, and that's still somewhat true, but it's getting less true. Yeah, very much so. And then also just the natural resources are great, and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the farmers are great. So there's just a lot of bounty, I mm-hmm. guess you'd say. Totally. Uh, so. One more time, 20, 20 years in restaurants, a little, little over running it. Um, what piece of advice would you give somebody that's opening up their first restaurant in their mid thirties tomorrow? Besides, do <laughs> not do it. Uh, what is the piece of advice that you would give us? Well, I guess it would be do not do it for money. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, there are so many things I love about it, uh-huh. and it's that combination of creativity and um, fostering other people's creativity, I think, is exciting. So you're doing something creative, but you're always a team. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. So every night, it's getting everyone together and you know, yeah. making something beautiful for other people. Yeah. Um, yeah that's so so unbelievably true. Like, uh, I think. I, I worked for you for how long? How many years do you think I worked with you? I don't know, maybe seven? six or seven. Six or yeah. seven, something yeah. like that. And I could, Nate Tilden, also my business partner, also has a bunch of restaurants here in Portland as well. Uh, we reflect back on how Monique treated us and made us like think that, you know, we're here preserving food and serving food and serving people. But the big benefit that we get is we get to sit down every night, talk about wine, what we're drinking, and eat an amazing meal together. And that is never missed. And so, I mean, even to this day, yeah, every one of our places. Yeah, except I don't stay till the bitter end usually anymore. Not unless I'm there, and then we sit around <laughs> and we try some bush mills and yeah. see if it still tastes the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, do you still love it? I do. I would say that um, there are aspects that I think are much more difficult mm-hmm. than they used to be. Um, and you have to know so much more than mm-hmm. you used to, whether it's, you know, technology or Twitter or there are so many different aspects. When I first started, really, it's, you know, finding the product, you know, cooking the food, and it was much more simple. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Now you have to have it from every single event. Like, you have to push your chef, right? right? Like, uh, Justin is, like, he has to have, like, an Instagram account, and he has to, like, Uh, post food. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. You can't just keep your head down and make good food yeah. anymore. You just can't go out and find the best strawberry and like, be like right. hey, this is delicious. Enjoy it. You like yeah. have to post about it 40 times and yeah. throw some hashtags. Yeah. Good segue into what do you think about Feast Portland? I think it's it's exciting. Yeah. I think it's fun. I. It's kind of a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Things are seem sweeter when they're smaller. 
mm-hmm. but I'm happy that it's so successful. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah I think we should be, I, personally, I think that we should be very thankful that they do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's so many mid-sized cities that are doing amazing yeah. food as well. Uh-huh. They come out to celebrate us every every year and, you know, we're also busy restaurant folks that we never get out and it's kind of, I, I love, you know, hanging out with everybody and yeah. seeing us once a year. Yeah, like, it does, um, does help the community, I think. It does get us together. Yeah, for sure. I have a, a tendency to just, yeah, just keep my head down, be in my little world and work. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, perfect. So you had one piece of advice, do it for love. Don't do it for the money. Anything <laughs> else? Like, give me one. Well, I think that being in food and being independent gives you the opportunity to um, have a work environment where people can be treated with respect. Okay. And where you can be all inclusive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think coming up as a non-white person and as a woman, mm-hmm. it was very, um, it was really enjoyable to have a place and a community where you could be yourself and work hard at what you're doing and be in some ways apart from, not apart from the culture, but maybe make your own culture a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that's one of the things that's kept me in it. Oh, wow. I love it. And just real quick, uh, what's your longest running employee at Castagna? Katya. How long? Uh, 18 years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 18-year-old employee, Katya, I love your guts. I miss you every single day. You're, <laughs> if if, you, if uh, you ever want to come work for me, I would totally hire you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> just kidding. She knows. Anyways, um, well, I guess we got to wrap it up. Is this it? Is it? Did we do it? Did I? Did I cover everything? <laughs> I wish you could go all day. But I could sit here and talk all day with Monique Sue about stuff. We can easily figure that out if you want, because we do this all the time. We get to talk about stuff, and it's fantastic. Um, anyways, thank you so much for having us. Um, anything else you want to say, Monique? Did I miss no, anything? I, well, let's talk. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have some. We have some time. We have. I don't think you missed anything. Okay, I think that's good. Awesome. Great. Uh, Please come to Travel Portland. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, thanks again to Travel Portland. Let me try that again. Stream PDX, Julia Child Foundation, making our coverage in Feast Portland possible. Read the read the right the stuff. Is that it? Yeah, you can, you can read the stuff and write. Okay, thank you. Thanks to Aaron Peckerly, co-founder of Stream PDX, for being our sound engineer today. Sorry, that was you. Thank you. Thanks for having us, everybody. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>